if you were told that you were going to die, and uh, you had to leave a message for your family, your friends, your church members, what would be your message? Peter, being given reliable information that he was going to die, depart, leave. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, put pen to paper and wrote a second epistle we call today Second Peter. And in it, he gave a reminder to the church as well as a stern warning. Let's open up in prayer. Father, as we, as we come before you, we are, I am overwhelmed. I'm sure as many of us are at the awesome gift you've given us in salvation. We are in awe of how such a good and awesome God would want to have a relationship with creatures, beings that are so prone to wanting to have our own way, to do our own thing. And to the extent that you were willing to give us your best, your very best, to ensure that those who would believe, that those who in obedience to your word would be able to be in a relationship with you. God, thank you. And as we look forward, as we, as we anticipate your return, how do we live in the meantime? God, give us grace. Bend our hearts toward you. Cause us, conform us to be more like your son, Jesus. We ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. Messiah, Messiah is on his way. I'm reminded of a scene from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. When spring is poking its head and the animals in the forest start to whisper, Aslan is coming. Folks, Messiah is on his way. And, and it's, and it's going to be a really exciting time. One of the things we do uh, at the breakfast table or lunch table or the dinner table, whatever happens in the Rutherford household, um, usually there's a lively uh, conversation. And we dream sometimes, we pretend what it might be like when, as Scripture says, uh, 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 when, when Jesus returns to, to for the saints, and uh, we we come up with all kind of weird scenarios, um, uh, and Cadmiel, bless his heart, he's probably the most um, uh, creative 
as far as what could happen. And can you imagine the chaos that's going to be here when, when that trumpet blast uh, goes off and then there's this, there's this calling up? I, I mean, and, and obviously for, for us who will understand what's going on, it's going to be an exciting time. Um, uh, for, for those who are left to figure out what on earth just happened, it's going to be pandemonium. We don't, well, we live in anticipation of that event, do we not? Um, uh, uh, there are some mornings I wake up, Lord, is it today? Please let it be today. I got a couple of deadlines I want to miss. We, we live every day in anticipation. Well, we should live each day in anticipation. And uh, the last time I had the opportunity to stand before you, we looked at Second Peter, particularly the first four verses of Second Peter chapter 1, where Peter says, listen, I'm about to leave, but remember, God has given you everything you need to live godly. As a matter of fact, listen to what he says. He says in chapter 1, verse 12, he says, Therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things. What things? We'll talk about them in a couple of minutes. He says, Even though you already know them and have been established in the truth which is present with you. He says in verse 15, And I also will be diligent that at any time after my departure you will be able to call these things to mind. Remember, in, uh, in uh, chapter, chapter 3, uh, verse 1 and 2, he says, now, now this is, now beloved, the second letter I am writing to you, in which I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder, that you should remember the words spoken beforehand by the holy prophets and the commandments of the Lord and Savior spoken by your apostles. He says, I want to remind you. It seems as if from the passage, two things were plaguing the church. Ungodly living and false teaching. And, and Peter, I keep mixing the two up. So forgive me if I say every once in a while, Paul, but I'm talking about Peter. Peter uh, is wanting to, to, to remind the church of some things that they know already. And he says, remember, you, you got it. You're, you're there. You have, the, you have everything you need to live godly. One of the things that tickled me uh, when you run into um, uh, some people around town, you'll ask them how they're doing. Well, right here trying. And I'm reminded of the words of my past. He says, don't try, do. And I think that's what Peter is trying to say to the believers, by extension, us. You don't have to try anymore. Do. B. And then he says, and I promise you, I'm not going to keep you long this evening. Like I said, we, we have just heard the greatest message ever told. I'm just, I'm thankful. Chapter 1, he says, um, let's, let's do some reading from chapter 1, verse 1. He says, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And here's that verse he was, we were talking about. He says, seeing that his divine power has granted to you everything, or granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And he says, how or 
where it happens, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And then he says, for by these, his own glory and excellence, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. And we've established that already. Every one of us in here who call ourselves believers, children of God, we have God's divine nature. It's been granted to us. It's been regally, it's been in, in, a, in an act of, I now bequeath to you. It's been royally given. The, 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 everything we need. And then he says in verse 5, he says, now for this very reason, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence. And in your moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance. And in your perseverance, godliness. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness. And in your brotherly kindness, love. Verse 8, he says, For if these are yours and are increasing, the these being verses 5 and 7, by 5 through 7, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, he says, you will never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly supplied to you. So, ladies and gentlemen, how do we live in anticipation of a return that is guaranteed? Peter tells us how. And he says, uh, now for this very reason in verse 5, applying all diligence. And another way of saying it would be with, with, with every ounce of effort. Supply or add or garnish these things. And it's interesting, he starts out with faith. And, and, and ends with love. You're going to have to forgive me. I'm putting up with a Bible that's kind of lame. In my excitement, I, um, no, I, I lied. I fell asleep with it on my chest and it fell off the bed and kind of cracked right down the middle. Um, but Peter says, supply, be eager, be, be diligent with every bit of earnestness. I had the occasion to read an old report card. When I was still in primary school, <laughs> some of y'all are smiling. And, and for some reason, the teachers picked, I don't think they liked me, but they would say mean things like, Patrick is not diligent. Now you think that's the thing that teachers should say about their student, their best student, their, their role model student, that Patrick's not diligent? I'm, I'm kind of more like the mindset of Howard Hendricks. Uh, he says, getting all A's is just boring. You need to flavor it with some A's and B's and C's and D's, you know, to keep it colorful. But I was not diligent in applying myself, and I was unable to get the grades that I could have 
that I wanted. And Peter is saying, listen, you want to get it right? You want to live in light of Christ's return? And he gives us a recipe and he says, apply with all diligence, with all eagerness, as a matter of life and death, with every ounce of effort. There are some inferences here that if I have to apply every ounce of effort, this is going to take some work. We're not talking about easy peasy lemon squeezy like my children say. This is something that's going to require work every day, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. There's no let up. And look at all the things that he says that we should be trying to, not trying to, look at the things he says we should be doing. He says, with all eagerness, with every ounce of effort, add to your faith. Now this faith is, the, the idea is, is it's, it's, I want to use the word conviction, but, but I think it needs a little bit more. Uh, uh, it, it's that belief, it's that firm conviction that what God's word says is true, and as a result of you coming to the place that what God's word has said, that what God's word has said, that you order your life accordingly. And he says, add to your faith, supply to your faith this, this, these things. Moral excellence, for example. Well, we don't hear that. It sounds like a plague, doesn't it? Where, 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 what, what is moral excellence? Anyone want to take a guess? Where, where, do you, where, do you, where do you buy it? How do you, how do you acquire it? Um, here's a good working definition for moral excellence. Anything that is pleasing to God. Can that work for you? Let's let's try this one. Um, the, the, The excellence of God revealed in the work of salvation. Some of you know where you will, well, all of us know where we were before Jesus came into our hearts. And all of us can look back and see where we were and where we are today, I hope. The, the, the idea of the excellence of God being revealed in our lives as, as God continues the process of sanctifying us. And, and, and Peter says, so supply to your faith um, this whole idea of, of moral excellence. As a matter of fact, listen to what Paul's, Paul Yes, Paul says in Philippians uh, uh, chapter 4. He says in chapter 4, verse 8, he says, Finally, brethren, whatever is pure, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, what, what am I reading? He says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, He says, if there is any excellence, there's that word again, if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So so how does a person with all eagerness uh, supply moral excellence to their faith? How How does that play out? How does that work outside the doors of Calvary Bible Church? Uh, We'll come back to that. In addition to that, he says, with every ounce of effort, supply, add to your faith, moral excellence. And to your moral excellence, he says, knowledge. 
Chira anticipating his departure. Is leaving a, a standard, leaving a, a guide for the, the, the church to, to, to live by in light of what is to come. In chapter 2, for example, listen to what he says. He's, he's, he says, but false teachers arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive her heresies, he says, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow these false teachers' sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be maligned, distorted. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. And Peter is saying, guys, listen, wake up. There's a storm coming. Let me remind you that which you know already. And he says, in your faith, guys, with every ounce of effort, be morally excellent. Supply, continue to supply moral excellence uh, to your life. In, in your moral excellence, uh, supply knowledge. This is, this is not a, a, a head knowledge. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is one that that is experiential. Okay, uh, 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 it, it goes beyond general intelligence. Um, this has to do with with understanding. Now, I'm, 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 I've been trying to think about it all evening, all afternoon. How would this look? Uh, uh, in, in, a, in a practical way. Uh, I like to look at, at, at events in, in, in our lives. Uh, Paul in Philippians says, hey, whatever is true, whatever is, whatever, there's anything or, or any, uh, anything of excellence, we think on these things. Peter uh, says, uh, add to in, uh, to your faith, supply moral excellence. To your moral excellence, supply. Uh, who, who's reading? Who's got a Bible in front of me? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, knowledge. And to your knowledge, self-control. And to your self-control, he says, supply with every ounce perseverance. Um, uh, and to your perseverance, supply godliness. <laughs> and to your godliness, brotherly kindness. And to your brotherly kindness, love. And, 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 you know, I don't want us to leave here tonight thinking that these are just steps. Um, all right, check, did that. Uh, check, did, did that. All, all of these will be clear indicators uh, uh, to the world that we are indeed children of God. One of my favorite uh, times of the day, as you all well know, and I'm, I'm, one, I'm, I'm suspicious that some of you will, 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 will agree with me, but one of my most challenging times of the day is simply sitting in traffic.
And I'm asking myself the question, how do I apply these truths? How do I, with every ounce of effort, apply these truths to the situation that I'm in? When I go out the house in the day and I say, Lord, I can try to be neighborly. Game's over. Uh, uh, if, if, if I wake up in the morning and I say, I'm going to try. Well, better yet, not wake up in the morning because usually the, sun's, the sun is out, the birds are chirping. Usually Mona Lisa and I, first thing in the morning, are in good terms. It's when I get back in the afternoon after having a long day. And I get home, hungry, grumpy. And now it's time to, with every ounce of effort that's left in me, supply these virtues How do you do it? What do you do? And here's what Peter says. Now for this very reason, also applying all diligence, uh, in your faith supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control. Let's skip that one. That In your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brother kindly, brother, uh, brotherly kindness, etc. But look at verse 8. Peter says, For if these qualities are yours, and are increasing, and you are growing, and you are maturing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who was the ultimate example of these virtues, these attributes here we're talking about? Jesus Christ himself. And then Paul, Peter goes on to say, he says, For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Ladies and gentlemen, may I contend, these virtues are a must for us if we are going to live in anticipation of Christ's return. Therefore, Peter says, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and his choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. Say so what? Therefore, brethren, sistren, be all the more diligent, be all the more eager, with every ounce of effort, Make certain about his calling and choosing you. And I guess perhaps that's why I get so excited, so tickled, so... Tickled is probably not the right word to use. But every time we approach the Lord's table, it's that invitation for us to do that reflection, that self-evaluation of where we are in our relationship with the Lord. For as long as we practice, as a matter of fact, as long as Patrick practices these things, Patrick will never stumble. Try putting your name there. Ah. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly supplied to you. Therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things, Peter says even though you already know them and have been established in the truth which is present with you. 
he goes on to say, I consider it right, brothers and sisters, as long as I am in this earthly dwelling, to stir you up by way of remember, knowing that the laying aside of my earthly dwelling is imminent. If I may, let's look at some scenarios of how this might work. Think about a husband-wife relationship. Many of us in here can identify with it. Think about a relationship with a son and a daughter. Uh, Think about your relationship with your employees, people you work with. How would being morally excellent tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock play out? How does it look? This whole idea of being, and if I may repeat, um, pleasing to God in all my behavior. In my knowledge, uh, as far as as how much do I really know him, and in light of how much I know him, uh, willing to walk in light of what I know about him. Self control. Oh, I wish I, I could. I wish I could skip this one. But with every ounce of effort, add to your knowledge self control. Uh, the, 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 it's, it's the virtue of one who masters his desires and his passions. Wh- whatever your appetite might be. I think uh, um, in, in the King James Version, it's rendered temperance or patience. Okay? Um, how would that look tomorrow morning for me sitting in traffic? If you're a person who likes to be somewhere on time, time is an issue. I mean, if you say 10 o'clock, then it's 10 o'clock. No, it's 9.30. And you're sitting in traffic, and come on, 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 come on. I have the pleasure of dropping Jasmine and Karis to school in the mornings, especially when I'm in town. And I can't tell you how many mornings I have to apologize for, to them because I may have. Add to your faith, supply to your faith with every ounce of effort, uh, supply moral excellence. And to your moral excellence, self-control. And to your self-control, he says, add to that perseverance, steadfastness. Constancy, the whole idea of enduring, patiently being steadfast. You ever get tired of doing the right thing? You ever get tired of being different while everybody's doing their own thing and having a good time? Everybody's kind of looking at me like I dropped out of space. You ever get tired of going to church? Sunday school after Sunday school. Mini church after mini church. Why can't I stay home and watch TV? 
Oh, I was tossed this afternoon. Do you know what they had on INSP this afternoon? Matlock Marathon. (laughs) But why did I not watch it? Because of commitment. Wanting to be able to patiently bear up and press on. Ladies and gentlemen, Christ is coming for a bride. He's, 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 he's coming for a bride that he, he is desirous of being ready. And while we grump and groan about, oh, it's hard, and oh, everybody's seeming to have fun, and, and yang, 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 yang. Wine, 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 wine. Why do we come to church? Why do we make the effort to go out to, to mini church? Why? Who was that, Ms. Ann? It's very interesting. It is interesting because it, 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 Scripture tells us to forsake not the assembling together. In our Sunday school this morning, uh, uh, we've been talking about spiritual warfare. And, and we've been getting a look at, at our enemy and how he attacks us. And when he attacks, and where he attacks. And, 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 and so, the whole idea of, of, you know, there's safety in numbers, the old folks used to say. But while we stay home and watch television? Okay, so add to your faith, supply to your faith, with every ounce of effort, uh, moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, Godliness, brotherly kindness, love. Uh, We don't have to belabor this. Uh, Listen. If I could put it in Bahamianese, the words of Peter is, stop trying, do. Be godly. As a matter of fact, don't be godly, just be Christian. And in your being Christian, these, these, these virtues that he talks about will kick in. A lot of us are afraid, well, a lot of us don't want to do it. We've become, we've become lazy within the body of Christ. I hate to say it, and it's, you know, We had an interesting personality in town uh, this past week, and, and I, I don't I don't want to call the name. I don't like to call names in, in in public, but you you probably know who I'm talking about. But he's been on the radio. He's visited a couple of churches, a couple of uh, 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 higher uh, institutions of higher learning, et cetera, et cetera. And he's been saying all sorts of things in in the news, and people have been flocking to him and wanting to hear him and applauding him and amening everything he said. And the church has been quiet. And, 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 and yeah, yeah, you know, as far as inspiration is concerned, rah, 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 let's go. But does it line up with, with what Scripture teaches? Does any of what he has said line up with Scripture? And I'm afraid that we've, we're, we're being lulled to sleep. We, we've been sung a sweet lullaby and we're like, yeah, pretty good. I like that. And so this whole idea of living for Christ um, 
has, has been an issue that we've put on the side. I, I can't imagine uh, the, the pastors here at this church and, and some of the things that they hear from time to time that come into the office or that they got to listen to uh, on the telephone. I can't imagine some of the phone calls you get of brothers and sisters who are struggling with issues. And Peter say it's quite plain. It's clear what we, what we need to do. It's, it's not about you. It's about God wanting to reveal himself to you and through you. Paul said it this way. He says, here's the mystery. It's Christ in you, the, the, the hope of glory. Peter reminds us, he says, listen, you have everything you need. We have everything we need. And I challenge you. I dare you. In your brotherly kindness, with every, with every ounce of effort, and Pastor Lee alluded to tonight with regards to the Lord's Supper and how, how neighborly we are to one another. And he says, in your brotherly kindness, supply love. Agape. The idea of doing for your neighbor without expecting anything in return. With no strings attached. And, and sometimes it's just a phone call. Sometimes it's, it's just a pat on the back. It's, it's however the Spirit of God moves you to do it. Jesus is returning. Yes, it is an exciting time. But how do we do it? How do we live in light of His return? God, thank you. Thank you for your word. And thank you for the encouragement your word brings. Father, I, I would be the first to admit, I'd be the first to admit, dear God, that I don't always get it right. I'm not as loving. I don't always practice self-control. I'm not as patient. My behavior is not godly. And so on and so on. Father, we ask once again that you would you would, you would forgive us, that you would forgive me. Father, bring us to that place where not just on Sundays that we're mindful of who you are. Bring us to that place, dear God, where not just on Lord's Supper Sunday that all of a sudden we get uh, holy and, 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 and bend our hearts toward you, but may every day be a day that we live in light of who you are. May every day be one that as we are mindful of who we are and the work that you've done and the fact that your divine nature, uh, that we are possessors of your divine nature, that we would live every day uh, uh, mindful, cognizant, reminded that we are children of God and that our behavior should reflect such. Cause us, O oh God, cause us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of you as we continue 
to, with every ounce of effort that we have, supply these things to our everyday walk. Father, now as we leave this place, we ask that you would go with us. Take us to our various places of abode. May our reunion with our loved ones be ever so sweet. But dear God, we know that Monday will be here soon and that we will be given an opportunity to live out those truths that we would have heard this morning, that we would have heard this evening. God, give us boldness. For some of us, it will begin soon as we leave these doors, the opportunity, the invitation to be Christ-like. God, go with us and give us grace. Father, we ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.